All right, what's up? Episode 56, the Dwelling Podcast. I am Stuart Anderson, and this episode has guests Todd Raker, Jake Cook. We interview Todd all about his involvement with his te- with the team, uh, his receiving the yellow jersey, his uh, eight-hour and 53-minute 2021 Lotija time. What a beast. Uh, so, yeah, we get to talk to Todd ask him all sorts of questions about how he got into biking, uh, how he balances his work and his family, and uh, we talk a little bit about Lodija, so a few of his great races there. So big thanks to Todd and Jake for spending the time to be on. Uh, At the outset of the program, uh, I am going to reiterate a few things that we talk about. One, uh, www.cyclingupgrades.com, Corby, has agreed to sponsor 10 entries to the East Canyon Road Race. And the team will also follow up with five entries to the East Canyon Road Race happening on August 6th. These are paid-for entries for members of the Miduele team, 2022 current members of the team. Uh, And so there's some details at the beginning of the podcast about how you can either get reimbursed or how you can uh, have your race paid for by uh, cyclingupgrades.com or from the team. So huge thanks to Corby. He also did a big giveaway last episode. Uh, So he's coming in hot with uh, some really fun ideas on how to make the team better. So thanks, Corby. Uh, Grateful for that. Uh, Not much else. Kit order is open as a final reminder if you listen to this before it closes. Uh, That is happening. It's closing up here in the next couple days. It's the last one of the year. Uh, So get your orders in with Volet uh, on the team hub to get uh, your spandex before loaded job. So that is it. Enjoy the episode, and uh, big thanks to Todd and Jake, and uh, enjoy. Welcome, episode 56. What's up, me duele listeners? I'm with my two very good friends, Jay Cook. Yo. Todd Raker. How's it going? If you're watching us live, uh, it is... June 29th, 2022. Beautiful day outside today. Although rain, that was kind of weird. Some thunderstorm. Well, that was weird. Can you can you believe we're at episode 56 of this podcast, Stu? I mean, you've done 56 of these things, man. We're here we are. That's a that's a minimum of at least 56 hours of my life down the toilet. Just <laughs> a, lot, it's a lot of work. <laughs> uh dude, it's it's cool. I mean, we've been doing these since. December of 2020. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. January. Yeah. So fun. These are my favorite episodes where we uh, meet team members and kind of share everybody's story, which is what we'll do today with uh, Brother Todd. Before we get on with that, though, uh, current training status, Todd, where are you right now? I am. I can ride a unicycle or my mountain bike because my chain rings are being warrantied so this is the, this is the second time right Todd <laughs> yes yes we need a we need a I need to talk to a SRAM engineer and see what I'm doing see what I'm doing wrong I think we I think we've got to the bottom of it but well you're gonna go to Durace now though right if, if this doesn't work out you're gonna go Durace I'm tempted I'm tempted for that 12 speed I've, I've asked I've asked the shop about that so we'll see Jake we uh, we got crusher yeah. Crusher, yeah. I was uh, looking at my training peaks today and it says 11 days out from Crusher. So we're 
Damn, bro. Getting kind of getting close. So I'm super stoked. Should be really exciting, man. I'm excited day. too. Yeah, it should be fun. Very good. Uh, super fun offer. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, um, last episode with Corby, we did a little giveaway through cycling upgrades. And uh, Corby approached me this morning and said he wants to do something new for the team, something different, where um, he helps promote team members to join a race, some sort of event. So here's the details. Register for East Canyon Road Race. Pay for it yourself. It's on August 6th. It's $45. Then send a screen capture of your race registration to me, 801-599-4239. And I will forward that to Corby and Corby and cycling upgrades will pay the entirety of your race fee to uh, race East Canyon. So cyclingupgrades.com will pay for the first 10 guys who register for East Canyon road race. And then the Miduele team will pay for the next five. So the first 15 on the team who register and get us their registration screen capture, we will comp the race. Nice. Shout out to Dude, Corb is such yeah. a cool idea. It's kind of our home turf uh, where that race course is. So it'll be fun to show up and uh, and race together. That's a great idea. How many usually participate? I, I was looking on just this afternoon who's registered. I didn't see anyone from our group yet. Yeah, only Andy, only Andy Welch is registered. Um, yeah. Usually East Canyon's in April. So they had to mm-hmm. bump it because of, um, I think it, I think it mm-hmm. snowed. Yeah, I think it was snowing. The weather was bad. Yeah, I think it snowed, so they bumped it to August sixth. It only gives gives a little couple more months of people to prime their legs, man. This is going to be a massive road race, I think. I think it's yeah. going to be a good race. So fun! It's the greatest. Such a fun course, Echo Canyon. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorites. So um, I've done it many times. I've lost many times. Yeah, really fun to lose this race. Really good time. So anyway, do it. Uh, I'll put the details in the show notes, and uh, and that's it. Okay. Anything? Oh, kit store. If you didn't know it, it's open. Uh, last kit order of the year. I believe it closes July fifth. July. And, that's like that's this, next. This is the quickest delivery too. By the way, quickest turnaround. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. A so lot of you guys want your kits quick. This is it. <laughs> this is it for the white kit. Um, it'll go away back into the Disney vault next year, and you yeah, won't say, be able to say, say that one more time, Stu. There is no what. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no white kits until a couple years, right? This oh, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. Uh, just the same as red kit last year. Yep. Just kind of disappears. Um, every so, other year. Yep. Yeah. Do, any 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 gear you guys have bought that you're like, oh, you got to have it? Anything new? Long sleeve velocity. I'm going to buy, I'm going to, I'm going to buy more of that this time. It seems like. And you made this comment like a year ago or two years ago. It's kind of laughing at Chip because all he wears is thermal. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the same way. I think it's just the weather's been so cold, but I have one white velocity. It's like my favorite go-to. I have a gold one now just with the last order. Mm-hmm. So I have two now. But it's, yeah, man, it's the mornings above 40 degrees in any of the canyons or wherever we ride are pretty slim. So, right. Dude, yeah, I agree. I think I'm good on thermals, but definitely the velocity long sleeve. Well, actually, is it the pro long sleeve now? Uh, yeah, pro long sleeve. If you're talking about the thermal, 
Yeah. Well, they, they don't offer the pro long sleeve anymore. Oh, the oh, yeah. Thermal, so it's the velocity. Which velocity I actually long really sleeve. Like, I actually really like it. So that would be my yeah. go-to. Yeah. I'd say, uh, you know, the new velocity bibs. I didn't order them the first time around, but I got them the second time, and they are fantastic. They really and, are. Uh, so I'd say that's my top favorite. I would say the next huge upgrade on kit was – Obviously, I get the thermals every year, but the new thermal they just cold out rolled out this last year with the side panel that's a little different. I mean, it just fits a whole heck of a lot better. So yeah, I would say I recommend that, especially you know, Todd talking about the cold. So velocity bibs for me, and then the uh the new thermal top is fantastic. So dude, those velocity bibs look oh. so good. And then they I feel like they're tighter around my stomach, mm-hmm. and then the straps. They're just, they're just amazing. They're and, and I would, and I would go with the, the all black ones, meaning in the, this, this white order, mm. because then they flow with every kit, if that makes sense. I mean, when you yeah. just get the black ones with the gray on the, on the, 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 the bottoms, I mean, you can only wear those with, you know, certain colors, but if you get the black ones, you can wear them with anything else. So nice. How do you like them compared to the uh, black label, which were the almighty when we first got mm. them? They, they trump them, you say. I think so. I think they're a step above. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they hold up, uh, like in the wash and uh, whatever. But I, man, I mean, we moved to the kit design because of Black Label. Uh, but I think these velocities they beat them, especially yep. even if you're just comparing the straps. Yep, they're so yep. nice. Yeah, laser cut, a little more low profile. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you just got to pay uh, two hundred and seventy dollars. Just kidding, they're not that much, but they are expensive, dude. They're like one, they're like one thirty-five. So yeah, more expensive. expensive. Worth it though. Um, we're gonna get to Todd's bio, but first, uh, Todd just had a baby. Todd, how's that? How's that uh, sleep schedule? Yeah, baby That's Huey. Six, six, uh, yeah, the little Hugh. He's uh, Huey. We call him Huey. Let's see. He uh, slept for six hours. I woke up at what? Yeah, you wake up like at six and you're like, wait, I haven't heard him all night. And you jump over <laughs> to make sure he's okay. So, dude, he's not even a week old. Yeah, no, he, he did like a six hour stint last night. So that was oh, good. Um, nice, dude. He's good. Maybe I'll, I'll buzz, I'll buzz Alicia. Maybe he can make an entrance. And nice. <laughs> hey, well, uh, first part of this little podcast, meet Todd. He's got a lot of, um, information here that he's going to talk about his early childhood, how he arrived in cycling um what he does for work so we'll get to that but i asked his wife alicia to write a short uh bio on him which she gracefully did like in the middle of childbirth i don't know how she pulled this off i actually felt bad even asking (laughs) so uh all right i'll read it and then we can todd you can chime in anywhere you want okay it's from his wife when describing todd to someone who doesn't know him Modern Renaissance man is the best way I can sum him up. One of my favorite things about him is his endless curiosity for all things and people. He can and does find a good and interest find the good and interesting in the people he meets and befriends and can talk shop with anyone and everyone whether they're a plumber, CEO, fashion designer or chef. He loves to know how things work and how to optimize any experience or process. Dude, very true. So great, great first paragraph. Todd's not blushing. I often tease Todd and tell him he reminds me of the mouse from the particular or the popular children's book. If you give a mouse a cookie, I don't know this one. 
Todd began his biking journey about four years ago, shortly after our first child was born. He'll talk about that. As I suspected, he was true to his mouse characteristics in his new world of cycling. If you give a Todd a bike, he's going to need gear, nutrition, wheels, bike tools, trainer, race events, entries, et cetera, et cetera. The bike was the small catalyst into a new world and he's passionate about every new page he encounters. So true. Dude, not just passionate, just like all in. Which all, I in love. Dude. All, all in, dude. In the last few years, Todd has thrown himself all in into cycling and become, uh, and become part of an amazing community with lifelong friends, which, which I will give us a, a short, uh, as an adult male man, if I would have known, if you would have said to me like, hey, when you're 40, you're going to make some of your best friends. I would not have believed you. Uh, I, that's just kind of like one of those things where you're like, well, no, I've got my high school friends. And like, that's, those are, those are my guys. Um, but this team, like this group, that's one of my most favorite things. And Todd, I include you in that group, which is like, it is so fun to just make new lifelong friends. Amen. Okay. I watched him as he committed five to six days a week, early morning rides, constantly challenging himself to, more miles, higher elevations each week. I watched his body transform and his focus grow <laughs> into bettering himself physically, mentally, and more. We've discovered the crazy world of Lodija, and it's been thrilling to celebrate his hard work and successes through this grueling all-day race for the last couple of years. A few months into riding, he found his people, and he's loved riding with me Dwelle ever since. It's been inspiring, to say the least, to see him excel and grow with this group of cyclists that challenge and support each other every day. With the huge time and energy commitment Todd's invested into cycling, I can honestly say it's made him a better person in all aspects of life. He's healthier, present, healthier, by the way. I wish we could flash up some pictures of Todd pre-cycling. <laughs> I can find some. Do okay, <laughs> edit them into the video. <laughs> Energized and completely engaged with his family, friends, and career. We welcomed our third baby last week, and needless to say, he's had long sleepless nights and still makes time and put the effort into our early and still puts time and effort into the early mornings in the saddle. I can't think of a better way his cycling story could have landed and can't wait to see where it leads from here. That is a that is a wonderful wife. Very good, Alicia. Any comments there, Todd? No, it's uh, says it all. Says it all. Jake, any thoughts there? You know, Stu, when you uh, you sent this to me yesterday and just reading through it, uh, this hit hard for me, man. This was really, really special to, uh, you know, don't get emotional about it, but just, you know, it's really cool to see this side of Todd. And I mean, I like like just echo what you said, Stu, Todd is one of those people you want in your circle and uh, want at your table. And I'm just glad he's at mine and, and I'm grateful that I'm able to sit at his and have a lifelong friend like this, especially, I mean, given my age and this group of friends, you know, Todd's one of those special people. So, you know, this, this hit hard for me for sure. So it was cool. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I share that sentiment. Uh, you made that comment to me, Stu, about six months ago about, you know, friendships and, you know, if you would have told me, I'm going to, you're going to meet some guys, you know, mm -hmm. crystal ball in a few years, it doesn't <laughs> happen. You know, I, I think about that a lot. Okay. Do other, do other hobbies, bring these types of friendships i mean golf bowling I mean, like bowling may, maybe you know i don't think so you know I don't think so. on the golf course you know i mean i 
you know, on the golf course, you get your buddies, you go golfing with every week, but those are usually the guys you already know. You know, it's not like you get paired up with someone at a golf tournament and now, Hey, let's, let's go hang out CrossFit. Five, five days a week at five in the morning. Right. You know, it yeah. just doesn't happen. CrossFit, even running, you know, it, it, what is it about cycling? I've tried to, uh, I've tried to rack my brain and figure that out. I, I haven't quite it's figured the, it out yet. It's the tight spandex, the way I get to look at you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what do you do for uh what do you do for work i don't even know if i could explain what you do for yeah work. i am uh yeah, analytics director at health catalyst you guys probably remember health catalyst the early days when i'd show up with my green helmet blue shoes and health catalyst kit <laughs> um we are a data warehousing and analytics company um, specifically in the healthcare space um we work with uh big hospital systems, but big and small to improve patient outcomes through data. Nice. All right. And then last week there was Grodio and you were, you had all sorts of comments about the uh, location. That's kind of where you grew up. Maybe talk about yeah. background where you grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up in, uh, up in East Layton off, uh, just off highway 89, um, about a stone's throw away from Weber Canyon. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the area, um, you know, live the live the iconic childhood of you know, <laughs> rope swings. There's there's a pond up there, Hobbs Pond, and that was like every day we were rope swings, and these weren't just rope swings. You know, five feet off the ground. These were climbing up a tree, thirty feet, jumping out, and you were dropping easily 40, 50 feet. Like these are huge cottonwood trees. <laughs> the cops would always come down, chop down the trees. Now it's like open to everyone. It's like they've evolved this this pond that we used to like have to sneak from the cops up through everyone's backyard because we'd see them come down and everyone would scatter. Now it's like an open, you know, paddle boarding and you know, they don't care anymore. But anyway, that's like what my childhood was, was, you know, BMX ramps. We used to, we were the, you know, south scavenging uh, wood from all the construction sites to build BMX, BMX ramps, which, uh, they were inclined to say the least, but we, you know, we didn't really have the geometry right. But somehow we still had fun with them. I think Jake, you had the specialized Fat Boy, right? That was my yep. pride and joy. Yep. <laughs> I had a paper out. I bought. I bought a specialized Fat Boy from a neighbor. I bought it used. I think I spent two hundred bucks on it. Did you have was, pegs on it? Oh yeah, pegs. Oh, of course, pegs. You know, your, your pegs. You'd t you'd hit a jump. Your fit would slip off. So you're already getting hurt, but man. <laughs> It was the reverb from the shot hitting the back of your hill, and you're like, "What am I doing with these?" So I'm sure yeah. we've all been there. Um, but yeah, so so been on bikes, you know, my whole life. It was come home, and if I wasn't delivering papers uh, on a bike, it was hop on the bike and be gone until dark, right? You know, again, building jumps, finding an empty vacant lot, and building our own little bike parks. Nice. Um, I, it was a uh, it was a childhood I wish everyone could experience for sure. So well, and uh, if I remember correctly, you have multiple stories of Todd, the troublemaker, just absolutely in so much trouble all the time. Oh yeah, we were, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> if kids, you know, I, I, I compared to what kids are doing now, it was this was just the usual. This is just the <laughs> usual stuff, you know. We won't go into detail. I don't want to be held liable, but health catalysts, uh, calling. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, you know, 
I wish I saw kids running around the neighborhood at night causing mischief like we did, used to do, you know, you just don't see it anymore, but, um, you know, never, never, never anything, never, never vandalized. We'll say that. Very I can, good. I can okay. proudly say okay. I never caused property damage or vandalism. Sure. Just off a few neighbors, you know, and they're, they still, we show up to my parents, you know, neighborhood or ward for church and, I remember that time, you know, so people are still happy to see us, but we, you know, we had fun. So, so, uh, I mean, you you grew up kind of riding BMXs, but how'd you arrive at, uh, I mean, cause your, your road cycling journey is not kind of like just clap. Clap your dudes. It's not long. I mean, how long, how did you get into this? Yeah. So I, I, again, you know, mountain biked a little bit. This was, you know, maybe like a, it wasn't even a soft tail. It was a rigid, didn't even have shocks on it. You know, it would be a, a Schwinn. I can't remember what it is. My parents still have it. It had bar ends though. We used to take that on what is now Bonneville shoreline up and up in Fernwood, you know, directly above, mm-hmm. you know, highway 89 and kind of rip on those trails a little bit, or always go to the dog pound. Um, and again, BMX, but, uh, back in 2011, a friend showed up, a good friend of mine. He's actually who I just sold my Roubaix to today. He showed up on a Trek Fuel EX9 and he spent like 1500 bucks on it. And I'm like, I can't believe you just spent that much money on a bike. He's like, dude, you got to try this out. It is so fun. This was in the avenues. He, he'd just done bobsled, I think. And I'm like, uh, I was in school. Alicia and I've been married a couple of years. I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do. I, you know, scrounged together some money and I picked up an EX5, full suspension hydraulic disc brakes is like 1200 bucks and i thought it was just like the best bike in the world and it was you know going from you know your first bike it was an awesome bike and so that was kind of the first taste like okay this mountain biking is awesome it's a lot of fun you know so i, I rode dry creek bobsled mm-hmm. about every day um living on 11th ave and it was that convenience that really drew me to it and so then when we moved to holiday it was like well actually take a step back I was going to actually get a road bike. Um, I was going to jump into that. This is about 2014. And instead I upgraded my uh, fuel. I got an Enduro and that was kind of like the the Holy grail bike. You didn't get a Kona stinky. No, no, that's, that's Shaw. I think Shaw bought the last one of those. So surfing like Shaw does. Come on. Yeah. That was like the bike. I go into buy. I, I, I I made pretty good friends with Wasatch touring and, you know, started doing some trade work back in the days of, you know, when I was doing graphic design and doing all their decals and stuff. And so I had my eye on a road bike, but I ended up upgrading to this Enduro, which again, it was like the bike you're always dreaming of. And now you have it, you know, it's, I, I wish, I hope everyone can experience that thrill, you know, it doesn't, and again, this wasn't like a $10,000 bike, you know, it was, it was an upgrade to what I had, which we'll get to that. Nice. Um, and again, moved to holiday. And it was that, okay, I want to go ride the trails. I don't want to load up my bike. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on a road bike. There was guys in my neighborhood and we'd always be talking shop. Um, Justin Wilson, actually. Hmm. Um, I, I used to work at Nordstrom when I was going to school. This was about 10, 12 years ago. And he would come in and we'd always talk loaded. We'd always talk shop. You know, I never, again, I never had a road bike. But I was always drawn to that, you know, road cycling in general um and again okay someday 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 i'll I'll get into it i'll get into it um 
and so I think what it really was is okay, moving to holiday, ease of access, you know, every, you know, you see so many people on bikes around here and not, I didn't like, I hate loading up my bike and driving somewhere again, right? It's an hour out of your day that you're not, you could be yeah. doing something else. Um, and so that was it. Yeah, I was right after Scout was born. It was April of 2018. I, huh. I found the infamous picture right here. Here it is. I have enabled screen sharing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to share my screen then. <laughs> oh, yes. Look at this. Uh, this is a first 56 episodes. Oh, oh baby. Boy, this is it. This is it. This is my brand new bike. I, oh, I was like, all right, Alicia, you got to take a picture. Green helmet. I, I found Dude, Look at that helmet. Look at the ankle socks, too. So Todd is notorious the for the ankle, ankle socks. socks. Yep. I'm going to zoom in. These, these shoes... Uh -huh. it was like okay i don't want black i don't want like i wanted color like i wanted bright like i wanted something uh -huh. different i found these at bicycle center and they're like that's five pounds of leg hair right there if you're looking. oh yeah they were yeah I, I i used to buzz my legs i'm surprised i have <laughs> this picture i've always buzzing but i was, I was just getting girth, man that girth on those legs is fantastic yeah. so this is a good time to talk about it then so yeah. your physical transformation so talk about that for a bit yeah so i was probably 200 and 40 pounds in this photo uh, when I started and, and honestly that was the that that was one of the drivers like I didn't have this big health scare I didn't really like over the years I just kind of you know I guess I lost lost sight of who I was I don't know, but, you know whatever it is whatever you want to call it but um and we've all been there uh and so I I got the bike and that was kind of the goal. Like, let's see how far I can take this. Um, if you guys want to keep looking at me, I'll stop sharing. But uh, <laughs> let's, I was like, let's see where this can go. And I, that's kind of, that was kind of motivation. Like, um, you know, I played football in high school. Like, I know how it feels to be physically, you know, where you, you're physically fit, you know. Um so you know the the cycling journey in general how i started was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get this bike um and you know kind of going back i, I kind of mentioned this in my notes one thing that was really appealing to me in road cycling versus dirt or anything else it's you know when we were kids i could get on my bike and we would ride our bike down to smith's or albertson's you know down in mm -hmm. I don't know, you call it like central late and whatever it is, you know, west of our house, you know, I'd ride out towards pretty much towards I-15, right? Only like four or five miles, but as kids on bikes, like you're truly having a paper boy up a hill on a single speed BMX bike. And you were so tired, but it's like, we just rode our bike here, like three, four miles away. And now we got to go back home, but like that satisfaction of going so far on a bike. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it's like, that's what gets me excited nice you know, with road cycling it's like you know in three Same. hours we're in morgan we're right out you know, we are right. in a car like if you've done those drives in a car ever where we ride our bike it's like it seems forever in a on a car mm -hmm. like like i just rode i took scout and harvey to the zoo two days ago and i drove up on wasatch because there was traffic on foothill and I'm like this road takes forever <laughs> like on wasatch like hitting all the speed bumps and like it doesn't you're not blowing way. stop signs <laughs> no it was such a different experience on the bike yeah um so kind of starting out i was like i'm gonna do the same holiday loop so i would 
it was like 20 miles. If you go look at my early days of Strava, you'll see morning ride every day at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And it was just 15 miles. Like, I'm just going to loop that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was about an hour, right? And every day, you, you know, you start getting faster, you start getting faster. And it was, it was, it very quickly, like within a month, it was like I could get on my mountain bike and I'd go to these climbs on my mountain bike that a month earlier I wanted to like puke. And it's like, okay, I can see, I can feel the fitness building so quickly. Um, that's kind of what kept me going. And it's like, okay, I'm going to mix in big mountain. I'm going to mix in the top of Mill Creek and you're like flying high because you just did 30 miles up to the top of Mill Creek, right? Um, and so that, that's kind of how it started. Um, and then that's what I tell people, like, you, um, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to spend a lot of money on a bike. You don't need to, you know, go conquer some mountain, you know, just, just find something, you know, what you see on KSL is what you get is what I tell a lot of people. It's, it's a road bike. There's not many things on a road bike that can wear out. Right. Um, So you, you, uh, you know, find a bike, find a route. And then over time, you know, you can always upgrade. Right. And that's kind of half the fun. Right. I think we still have fun with that. Right. You know, upgrading those uh um even even minuscule things at this point i don't think there's much that we can upgrade on our bikes but you get excited trying new tires so uh jake maybe you could talk about first time earliest memories of todd man so uh it's it's my first interaction with todd obviously i think there were a few of them um, the first vivid one that I remember was obviously the, uh, the spring tour of 2019 with, with, with Todd. So, um, I remember going down there with Andy Welch and, uh, um, I and used to, we were, there was, yep. a bunch of us down there for the, the tour and, and, uh, you know, we were super, super stoked. I think we were wearing our red kits. If I remember you were in the, right, red, you were in the red new kits. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just rolled them out. So we were all stoked and, uh, you know, we, remember seeing Todd, this, this, this random guy kind of, you know, meet up with us and come talk to us and, uh, during the ride. And, um, at least from my perspective, you know, at the finish line, hanging with, hanging with him, but, uh, obviously just to me, it seemed like a random guy wanted to know about, you know, Dwele and, and how it, how it rolls. And so, um, I think obviously that kind of sparked something, but then, uh, after we came home from the, the tour spring tour, he would show up again. And, uh, yep. it was this guy with the green helmet and the ankle socks and this green bike. And it was just like, you and who I still so like all the yeah. All, you and I were always like, "Who is this cat?" Like, always showing up. It was all, it was all, it was all Andy Welch. It was yep. Andy Welch. Yeah, but it was just like always the talk of like he, you were just there every single time. Whether it was a Mill Creek, an emigration, a Big Mountain, uh, man, it was like every ride you were just there. The guy in the green helmet, and so that's where you know I just continue to remember you just would always show up, and then you know it, it hasn't stopped since, dude. So yeah. um, that's what I remember. But you know, I would I would add here for anyone listening. Uh, that is like, well, okay, great. Um, you, you know, sometimes I get requests that are like, Hey, I want to ride with you guys. Like see you out a lot. Like that'd be fun. And I always just say the same thing. I just say, okay, cool. Like, uh, Emmy Monday at six, um, we'd love to meet you or whatever. Then they don't come. And then, um, same message comes through from another guy and, um, you know, one thing I would encourage anyone and 
Todd's the perfect example of this is like, Hey, if, if you want to make friends, if you want to get good at, at this, there's really a great route to it. And that is just, do you just jump in, you just go for it and you make new friends and you show up to stuff and you get dropped and then you get stronger. And then you're like, man, this is brutal. And then you show up to get pickup early to help set up tables and you ask how I, and that's just how you become assimilate yourself into a community. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, when Todd got the yellow Jersey this spring, a lot of it had to do with how engaged he is team rides, uh, team swag, uh, helping set up, you name it when it's time for kit pickup, uh, his, just his involvement in everything. And so he helped um, with camp. I mean, he did all the camp food. I mean, camp food with Viva that I didn't get any, of uh, that so it was all gone by the time this kid no it wasn't we so <laughs> and and Stu, and, and and Stu, real quick just to add to that i mean you know todd and, and maybe correct me if i'm wrong but i mean i remember when you're first showing up like you weren't always the fastest i mean there were a lot of times you know you were trying to get up to the speed but i think the key to how you have been successful and your and this transformation that's taken place along with it is just you've gotten stronger you kept on showing up you didn't you know weren't butt hurt it was just kind of like you kept on showing up and knew that the fitness would come as you were, this transformation was taking place. And I think, you know, to Stu's point in this team, like just keep showing up, it will come. Yeah. You know, the rewards yeah. will come. So nice. Yeah. I remember, I still vividly remember like we did little cottonwood two days ago, which was great. Was it? Uh, thanks to, thanks to Dave. <laughs> that was the first time we'd done that since the early days. I mean, yeah. I remember, I remember, uh, I showed up to that and it was so brutal. Like that was one of those rides where like you want to puke mm -hmm. and I'm sure I got, you know, it was, I was left in the dust by Tanner flats, you know, and everyone was waiting for me at the top. And I remember telling you, Stuart, I said, sorry, sorry if I'm harsh and everyone's mellow, you know, and you're like, well, don't worry about it. And you sent me a message after you said, Hey, don't, don't worry about that. You said, look, you show up, you have fun, you know, like just keep, you know, it was, in, I wasn't like, gonna quit or you know not show up anymore after that but it just it went a long way that's something i remember hmm. um and then the goal was always i'm not gonna get dropped on big cottonwood i remember one day specifically it was doug brower chaw dave sharp Ooh. and i was like just downright it was a hard effort you know just gripping my handlebars you know you stick your pinkies out i go in like this because i'm in so much pain <laughs> I don't want to get dropped. And I stuck with them the whole way. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I've made it. I can quit biking and never have to go out again. But no, it was, it was, you know, everyone has experienced that big common ride with sharp. I mean, I just have to say it every, it feel like every podcast we bring on, it's, everyone's experienced that ride with sharp and just getting crushed by him. You know, I don't know. It's just Who's local legend of big Conwood now though, by the way was me but i'm gonna uh -oh. lose that since i haven't it. been out for a few days no <laughs> i don't know i was hitting it hard for a while i love that canyon but um all right let's move in uh I, todd put some things here about his favorite rides favorite memories um should we talk about that or i i mean i have some questions about a few things that that um you know i want to talk about his loaded journey i want to talk about dude, your garage, how you do bikes. Um, but maybe let's, let's just do that, Todd. Uh, yeah, like if you're going out, what, what's some of your favorite stuff to do? Yeah. Um, you know, I love Morgan. Uh, I love big cottonwood. And the reason I like big cottonwood is I, I it's, 
and the reason I do ride it so much, I don't like riding on the surface streets, it, unless it's at five in the morning. I'll do that. But especially now, I don't know what it is with drivers nowadays. I try to avoid cars whenever I can. And Big Cottonwood's one of those. Getting to the destination is so quick for me. It's just right there. It's five yeah. minutes, you know, from my house. Um, and I just like being up in that canyon. It's it's just, I think we we all have those rides where for whatever it is, I don't think it was we but whatever it is, you had such a great experience once there. Now it'll always, you know, kind of live with you. Nice. Um, but yeah, Morgan's great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed PC Loop. I think, you know, a couple weeks ago with Chaw and Chris, when they went and did gravel and I just did by myself. I, I went, yeah. we forked at Jeremy and I did by myself. It was like one of the most enjoyable PC Loops I've ever had. Um, uh, again, BCC. Um a lot of these rides and kind of what I did early on too, was I would ride by myself a lot. Um, and, and I still do. And, and a lot of it for me, it was just getting out, riding somewhere far. I'm not with a group. So again, you, you kind of go at your own pace and you, you can push yourself as much or little as you want. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of what I take into consideration too on what's your favorite ride and where it's like, well, I've never, I've never been up to Camas. I'm going to ride my bike up there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's been so many places that I've only seen because I've been on a bike, like Alta. I, I grew up snowboarding, so I never went to Alta. I, I didn't see Alta until I was 35 years old, and I lived five minutes away from it, just because, again, I don't ski much anymore, and I snowboard as a kid. Uh, I, I rode a few down. Like, Big Mountain used to be this, like, so far like kind of this kind of place you think of in your mind as being so far away like because we would use it to get to east canyon if we didn't want to drive around right kind of as a shortcut now now big mountain just feels like a stone's throw away from our house yeah uh alpine loop sundance again i've never been up sundance until i did on a bike Hmm. um and it's not like i've been a hermit it's just i don't know i think we can all rattle off five places in utah that are in our backyard that we've only seen because we've been on a bike yeah um, yeah, just to name a few. So nice. Hey, let's talk about, um, okay. So Jake, Jake supported me for Lodija 2020 and dude, we sat at that finish line for two or three hours. Cause if you guys remember, they, they blocked off the starting times. They're like 10 minutes apart instead of like four minutes apart. And so the groups were spread out, spread out. So we were watching groups come in for like, Jake, we were at that finish line for I think I finished the day at like 1.30. You did. And I know where you're going with this. This is the coolest thing. Yeah, go ahead. So we're, we're standing there. We're waiting for Kristen. And I'm like, oh, here comes a group. Groups come rolling in. And here comes freaking Todd. Just. It's a sprint cr- finish. Yeah. Just crushing the sprint. And oh dude, you cross first. So Todd crosses first. Um, Cat five group. And I looked at Jake and I was like, Todd just, Todd just won loaded you. Yeah. And we were just like, no, he didn't. And then, dude, you totally did. I have, I have the video. I have the video. I'll watch. Like, I just watched. You know, I like to. I'm very big on the five years ago or two years ago. You know, the little yeah. the timelines that show up in Google Photos, and that one shows up every September or so you know funny. whatever it is, right? And it's <laughs> did he just win? Like, it's all your guys' voice, and I think Welch is there. And yeah. I have that video that you guys sent me. It's awesome. So cool. It was the coolest so, thing, man. So maybe let's talk about that. Uh, the yeah. appeal of the day. 
What do you like about it? Training, uh, anything you want to say about those, about Lodija? Yeah. So, um, I didn't do Lodija in 2019 and that's when I first started riding with everyone. And it was, are you doing Lodija? That was like the big year. I think, I mean, mm-hmm. there was probably 30 or 40 people from the group, not just the group, but like kind of the Salt Lake Valley group. It was, there were so many people. I know, you know, Janie, Janie did it. Welch did it. Andy Welch. And it was always, are you doing Lodija? I'm like, no, sadly, I'm not. I actually could have got a free entry from uh, Wheels of Justice, but I was like, no, I'm not ready for it. I'll, I'll, maybe in a few years, right? Um, but then it was this group where it's like, I, I actually vividly remember talking to Welch. It's kind of some backstory. I met, I saw you guys down in St. George at the spring tour. That's kind of where we met. And it wasn't until later on, like a week later, it was like, oh, that's Andy Welch, kind of a serendipitous moment. Like, I know him. Like, from years ago I met him through some mutual friends um and then I'm down at my parents house down there in Green Valley and there was a truck parked at the end of the street and it had a Medwelly sticker on the back and I was like oh I just met you know this was these are the guys I rode with two weeks ago and he's leaving and I flag him down and I was like hey you are you from Holiday or Salt Lake or you know I saw your stickers like oh yeah I'm Andy Welch and I'm like Wait. We just wrote, we rode together two weeks ago. He's like, oh, that was you. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, so-and-so from up north, you know, turns out he's actually, you know, we actually went wakeboarding back in high school together and, and we started talking. I was like, oh, so do you guys race? Do you guys ride Lodija? He's like, oh yeah, we race. I'm like, wait, you guys are actually like racing? Like not just going out, putting on your helmet, let's pedal, give each other a high five at the end. I was like, you guys are actually racing. You know, I was like, okay, this is like, this is big time, you know, because for me, a, a ride with Salt Lake Grand Fonda where you show up and sit and eat, stop at every feed zone and have Subway. a hot dog, you know, yeah, right? <laughs> Meatball okay, sub. Is, yeah, so this is a real deal. So I knew you guys, you know, it was loaded. It was like, that's what we work towards. That's what we do. Um, and obviously that's, you know, I know things change or, you know, preferences change. And um, for me, though, it's it's at the end of the year. It's something to look forward to um and and so I signed up I'm like okay well I'm gonna sign up let's let's go for it and and I remember specifically riding up big mountain with you Stuart um and you're like oh you're doing cat five you're gonna absolutely crush it like because in my mind I'm like look I'm just gonna go finish like I just want to get across I just want to ride 200 miles on my bike <laughs> that in and of itself is a feat right mm-hmm. so I wouldn't say expectations were low it was just I just survive survival survive right <laughs> and, and I tell a lot of people a lot of people ask me about this now like well what about loaded you like I'm terrified you don't I'm like look just go out you know just fucking pray right like what's the worst that's going to happen right and you might surprise yourself right uh, and so that's what I did it was okay let's let's go for it I, I don't think training was any different. A lot of people ask, well, how do you train for Lodija? I like, well, I, I go out and ride at five in the morning with my, some of my closest friends, you know, like yep. I, I don't have a coach. I don't do structure, which some people do. And that's great. You know, I to each their own. It's kind of, what are you, what are you getting out of cycling, right? Which we can get to in a minute. Um, but it was like, just go out and ride and get in some of those longer rides. Um, which again, for me, those are some of the more enjoyable rides. Uh, or some of the better memory just getting far away from my house and just having those those times to kind of think to yourself whether it's with a group or not yeah um but yeah so so with loaded it was i just want to survive this um and so you know again we started out and 
you know, you, you take these bits and pieces from everyone's suggestion. Again, for Jake, it was, yeah, stay in the front of the group, but don't fall back too far, right? Because you're going to get dropped. Like, don't bring your matches on strawberry. It's, it's all the tips and points, you know, we've all heard and been there before. And don't don't go too early. Don't don't get dropped over salt. If you burn your match on salt, you have 100 miles to recover, right? So all these things are running through my head. And it's like, okay, I'm going to stay with the group. Okay, great. We make it over strawberry with the lead group. This is, this is, you know, okay, great. And then you kind of start thinking, you kind of take one, you know, one step at a time throughout the day. And then you're back in mind, like, just don't get a flat tire, right? <laughs> so, or, or, or don't let your chain fall off, right? There's so many factors that go into it to have a good day. Um, so, you know, for 2020, it was, you know, about 15 of us, 20 of us over salt, over, over strawberry. Uh, we get to Montpelier, it was quick. And then it was going up Geneva. Uh, Mark made a break for it. And that's where it's like, okay, I'm going to chase him. And so uh, Cody King, which has a kind of similar, similar spot to me. That was his like first year riding. And he's absolutely, if you guys know Cody King, any of you just absolutely taken up the bull by the horns and kind of on another level now, but it was he and I and Welch, uh, uh, Ryan Welch and Mark. And I can't remember who else there was maybe a few others, but kind of from then on out, it was, it was the five or so of us up over salt. Um, And the marshal kept telling us like, you guys are five minutes ahead. You guys are 10 minutes ahead, 15 minutes ahead, you know? So now you're like on pure adrenaline, like, okay, you're, you know, it kind of just feeds, right? It just keeps you going. Uh, you know, everyone's getting amped, you know, okay, we're going to do this, a chance at a podium. Um, and then, you know, we, we get to, you know, we get to about five miles before the finish and it's like, then the discussion happens. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this because I think a lot of people find this hilarious. There's a discussion on who's going to get first place. Oh, okay. And Cody and I are like, what are you talking about? You know, by now it's just the three of us. And it's like, well, how are we going to finish this? And Cody and I look at each other. It's like, we're going to sprint and race, you know? So we kind of line up and that's where it was just like gone, you know? And, you know, it wasn't just like, I'm going to go, go. It was, we kept pedaling like, you know, like everyone does, you know, that adrenaline or that, that excitement of you see the two kilometers to go one kilometer, right. You come around the bend and you see the flags and it's just like, it's a surreal feeling, you know, in and of itself that you're going to finish. But then, you know, if, if to be in a sprint like that is is even more surreal. My palm. What, what was your final yeah. time on on that year, 2020? Nine. I don't know any. Uh, nine thirty-seven or nine forty-seven? I can't remember. Um, like nine nine thirties. I think it was nine thirty-seven. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how it played out. And it was like, you get to the end and you're just physically exhausted. And you're like, holy cow, we just did this. You know, everyone's, everyone's high-fiving. Um, and so yeah, that's that, that dead sprint. It was, it was one of those. And you, you, you kind of envision it. You know, I think we've all been there before. You kind of envision how you want loaded you to be, or you kind of dream, or at least I do or did, you know, if you, that, that sprint finish, what are you going to do if you're in that spot? 
And I specifically have watched Shane Kennedy's from TBD's video, like over and over. <laughs> Not like study. It's just, it's just fun to watch, you know, that, that sprint finish. There's a few of them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Go find them. They're great. And she's like, okay, for one, I've never raced. I've never sprinted before either. So it's like, I don't know, you know, like just give it all and see how you do. So that, that's kind of how 2020 played out. And, and, and it was, it was awesome. Dude, so then claim to fame, Todd raced the fastest Miduele time ever at Lodija last year, 2021. It's like 8.53. I don't know of anyone that's ever done faster. Uh, and you, you know, same thing, sprinted the line, took fourth by, you know, yep. feet apart. Uh, you yep. know, if you look at that finish uh, video. But, I mean, big kudos, Todd, for taking first, not staying in cat five, you know, moving up to the next group, right. challenging right. yourself, you know, not being that lifetimer in cat five. Right. It's fun to see you're like, Hey, I'm going to challenge myself, be with better riders. Um, that was really fun to watch. It's like though, 40 minutes faster, dude. Minutes. So <laughs> it's crazy. That's insane for year two. I mean, that's insane. It was, uh, it was funny. I was happy to, happy to go into that. Um, and that was one of those. And, it was, I actually saw Cannon on Monday and we were talking about it a little bit because he actually rides with all these guys from California. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing, like you study up on who's in your groups. I'm like, okay. And we, we had some intel from Chris at TBD, like, okay, I've ridden with these guys before, like watch out for them or, you know, this is what happened, right? Remember he sent us all that mm -hmm. intel. And so it's like, okay, these are the guys I want to watch out for. These are the guys I want to stay with you know, whatever it is. And again, same thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to four or five. It's not cat five. It's four or five, you know, it's, it's different. So obviously I want to finish. And I think I said to myself, I'd love to do like nine 15. I'd love to shave off 30 minutes, right? <laughs> like 30 minutes would be awesome. And I was like, okay, I, I, I looked at my times and kind of like, okay, maybe here, here and here, whatever it is. Right. And, and, you know, we obviously had the rain. We, you know, oh. ever, everyone went through that. Our rain was warm though. I, I don't know why, what happened to me. It was it's it the wasn't bike, Todd. It's the bike. Yeah. Come on. No, it was not. Whatever it was, that rain for us. Did, I, I hear about Dan Tanell, like hypothermia. I'm like, we, we got lucky. We were all in short sleeve, you know, and besides that. But anyway, so it was again get over salt river and just hold on right so that was my goal it was and there was a big group you know 15 of us or so up salt and it was like if any of you guys have had those moments where you're just bottom of the barrel you cannot give it anymore that's how it was over salt but i knew okay i i've done this race before i know how i'm on the flats i know my recovery just make it over the top without getting dropped and so it was just again you're gripping the bars sticking your pinkies out to the side in pain um, and so that's what i tell them like look the worst thing that can happen is like don't burn all your matches i tell everyone burn everything you have over salt because if not then it's going to be a lonely hundred miles to the end like your, your chances are better to to burn that and stick with the group over it and then and it was just, it was just relentless after that and we got to the bottom and 
and I think hats off to these guys. I think they all just wanted to ride fast too. There wasn't any gamesmanship. There wasn't this. Everyone in the group was just was wanting rare. to ride hard. Nice. And then we got going up, so going up Snake River from Alpine to Hoback. We were like, I, I got to look. I, I got the four cups. So these guys were probably four, five, six, whatever. We were in the top wow. ten. We were within thirty seconds of taking the KOM up wow. Alpine to Hoback. That's brutal. Right. And it was, and it was, you know, it was, it was a good pace. It was just quick, you know, quick pulls. We just had a quick pace line. It wasn't a, it, they weren't long pulls at all. Hmm. Um, and then again, we get to the, we get to the finish and we're all kind of look at each other and we're looking at our, we're looking at our computers and we're like, we could do sub nine. Right. So the last like 20 miles, it was just pure adrenaline again. Like we're going to get sub nine. Like, no, I don't think anyone had ever been there in our group. Right. Right. They've gotten that before. And so I think that's what fed that, that excitement. Um, uh, you know, the potential to get that for me, it was like, well, there's eight people in the group or 10 of us. Well, my odds are pretty good to podium, right? Let's just, let's keep going and see what happens. Um, and again, you, you get to the finish or you get, you know, one mile left, two miles left, you know, I, I reached down subtly to tighten my cleats, you know, for a sprint <laughs> and people stopped talking at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of just slowly line up side by side and it's just, who's going to go first. I went first. I mean, I'm like up in my hood shows my experience in sprinting. Like I wasn't even in my drops mm-hmm. and, you know, legs seized up. I could not go any harder. And at the end, it was just like pure exhaustion, you know, mm-hmm. um, and again, still high, super, so fun, you know. Still super gratifying, and, though. Yeah. Oh, so gratifying. You know, high fives around these guys. You know, these guys in California. You know, I'd I'd love to ride with them again. You know, and you, you I don't think there was a single person. You know, in that in that finish group. Like you said, it's a rare situation to have a group like that just all working together and having fun. And I think that's, that's really what, what made the day. So nice. So dope. All right, dude. Hey, let's um, kind of wrap up. Let's talk about some of your lessons. I know you've got some good stuff typed in here, Um, but what, you know, you've ridden now for quite a bit of the time, yellow Jersey, which is really fun. You know, we set you up, uh, you know, um, as a leader of the team, people look to you. Uh, What would you tell new cyclists about, you know, you got a lot of experience with mechanics and with your bike. Yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah. I, I think it goes back to, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, what I want to get a road bike. I want to get into this. And I say, well, obviously pre pandemic, you could find bikes a little easier, but you know, dive in, you know, get a bike. You don't need the best, but that gives you something to work towards. Right. When you, you know, you can sky's the limits on, you know, what you can spend on bikes, but, you know, I, I had upgraded my entire bike. The only thing that was different on it was my frame was the same on it was my frame by August over the course of six months, because it was like, okay, I'm going to be doing this a lot. I'm going to, you know, I want to, I want to enjoy this a lot. So, um, but yeah, you know, there, there's great deals to be had on KSL or, you know, pink bike, whatever it is. And what you see is what you get. And, you know, you, you can find that good stuff, but just again, find, find that route that's fun and just do it. You know, it, it helps where we live because we can get access to the back country. I call it, or, you know, off the surface roads pretty quick. Um, 
but just find something, you know, start in the morning. Morning is key. If you're not going to ride in the morning, it's very hard in the afternoons and a lot of cars and it's hot, you know, and there's something to be said about getting up and doing more before 7 a.m. than most people, um, you know, haven't even woken up. Um, yeah, just, nice. yeah, find that loop and keep doing it, you know, and, you know, sprinkle in big cottonwood and then you're like, okay, I can keep doing this. I, I, sprinkle. One, sprinkle. And one, one thing for me too that I, I add to, I love every time I climb big mountain, big cotton, whatever it is, whenever I'm in like a hard effort, I always think back to those first times I ever did that ride. Again, I, I remember every time the first time I did big cottonwood, little cottonwood immigration. Like I vividly remember those rides and I think back to them and I'm like, I was like wanting to puke at this point, right? And so it's good to keep those those old memories good or bad right in mind just to, to see the progress right and that's where that's you know and strava i think is key for that too to, yeah. to track all that so nice uh what about what how do you get the most out of cycling what would you say to somebody yeah um fi find a group i think i think that's the biggest thing i think we're very fortunate to have our group but um I think a lot of those mornings we want to push snooze. It's like, oh, they're waiting for me at the stop sign though. Like, I don't want to let them down, you know? There's accountability, right? Find someone that you can be accountable to. Find that group you can be accountable to. Um, uh, again, creating new routes. I, I love Route Builder on Strava. Obviously, I know, I feel like I have a good idea where everything is now and where to go. But early on, it was kind of fun. Like, well, I'm going to create this, 40 mile this 100 mile route you know and go do it on a saturday and see new things um you know and and i think one of the big things for me is if you're if you're not feeling it don't don't feel like you have to right don't put this pressure on yourself that's one thing that i've had to do and kind of like look i mean right now i'm feeling it because my bike's out of commission for who knows how long hopefully it's not long but in my mind it's like okay you're gonna take a week off it's what's that really going to do to you? What's it, how's it going to affect you? Well, it's probably a good thing, right? Just to reset, you know, and don't get burned out. If you're, if you're doing it just for the miles, if you're doing it, what's, what's your motivation, right? Is your motivation toward a France? Well, if it is good luck, you know, but okay. Yeah. You should be training like that. Or is it, is it fitness? Is it just to be a overall, you know, physical well-being right you know figure right. out why figure out why you're doing it and stick to it so. nice i like that hey jake maybe you could chime in here too you guys are really young families my kids are a little older but i you know we always kind of ask how do you guys balance life work families a demanding activity uh, maybe jake you you've had a baby uh, you know in the last year any any thoughts there and then we'll let todd go yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, having more kids, it uh, gets a little harder. Your your weekends get more full and with sports and things like that. So I think, uh, you know, where I've kind of been able to get balanced out is just, you know, make sure if I if I prioritize riding in the morning, meaning so if I, if I don't ride in the morning, I just know there's an expectation that I don't get to ride the rest of the day. So I, yeah. I try to prioritize in the morning. And I mean, it works out for, for my wife and I, you know, she's, she's not a morning person where I am. So it kind of helps, but you know, on the weekends, I try to, you know, uh, obviously I ride in the morning as well, but I know the expectation in the afternoon is to take the kids and, and, and support that way. So um, I think Todd's very similar in that way, but just try to find a balance, right? I mean, I just, 
I think the mornings to me, the earlier we go, the better, just because I get more of that time. But uh, um, I just know that if I don't ride in the morning, I don't, you know, get a ride the rest of the day. So I try to prioritize my time in the morning to have some me time. And yeah, luckily we have a group that rides at 5 a.m., which is great. So mm-hmm. nice. Uh, yeah, very, very, very. I second what Jake says. You know, it's prioritizing. Alicia's friends have asked her, like, why do you let Todd ride his bike so much, or how do you let him ride his bike? She's like, well, he's he's back home before like we're even out of bed or the kids are out of bed, right? Um, so it is that morning time. We've all tried before COVID. It was kind of nice to ride in the afternoon, sneak away from the office, and get an afternoon ride. Now it's like <laughs> it's more work than it's worth for me. It's like, yeah. I don't like to ride in the afternoon as much as I used to. And if I do, it's like, well, I'm going to block two hours out and then I'm going to maybe have to work late at night to make up for it. Right. But that's the alternative to not waking up in the morning. It is so much easier to drag yourself out of bed. Even if you've only gotten two hours of sleep, that's at least, at least I see that I can do that once or twice a week. It does start to drag on you, but uh, you know, a shout out to Jason cook. I remember talking to him and he's like, have you ever regretted a ride? Have you ever gotten home from a ride and regretted it? <laughs> it's true. You know, is that very, even if it was rainy, it's like, you just feel so good. Your day's started, your, your blood's flowing. Right. Um, so I, I think morning is key. Um, yeah, you know, and, and for me with Saturdays, I, I don't have kids in sports yet. And I'm not sure if I ever want them in sports because the horror stories, but well, that's for another day. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> But for me, like Saturdays are always open for me. I can always ride till noon or whatever, but it's the expectation. I'm going to get home and load up the kids and take them to up to my parents' house. Right. And then at least she can have the whole day to herself to do whatever she needs or whatever she wants. Right. Hmm. So that's how for me, I can go out and not feel that guilt that I need to be home or that I'm taking advantage of a situation. And then it's, uh, you know, I can have those four or five hours to, to not worry it, it it really just comes back to give and take right um and again if, if the kids aren't out of bed or if the, when the kids are out of bed you guys probably see that on my straw and wonder what the story is there i mo i have i always post a ride and then there's always a picture with my kids right mm-hmm. every day i come around the corner and scouts waiting for me in the street alicia will follow me on strava to see where i'm at or on find me and scouts there to wait you know she's uh-huh. there to to race me home right mm-hmm. and and I have all these pictures, you know, of her growing up doing that. So I think I'll we'll keep doing that until she gets sick of it with all the kids. But um, with the kids, I kind of try to make it fun. Like Fridays before like a big ride, I wash my bike, right? Friday evenings, we're outside in the backyard and I wash my bike and the kids will help me. Um, and, you know, you try to get your kids involved. You know, you want them to share your same passions, right? And the scout always makes comments like, dad, you ride your bike so much. Or I'll get home and she's like, oh, you smell like the road, whatever that smells like. That'll sweat, you know, to her. Right? It's, it's the road, right? And uh, it, I, I think in general, make it a positive experience, right? I, I don't want my kids to resent me because dad missed their science fair because I was out riding my bike. Right? And it's, you know, it's include them wherever. But, you know, like I said earlier, if, if you don't get a ride for, for whatever it is, it's one day, right? It's one yeah. day that it's fine. Right. So it's work out. There's, there's better priorities. So nice. Hey, well, last question, and maybe this is for both of you, you know, you've been around a lot of cyclists, a lot of dudes in this sport. Um, you can quantify success in a lot of ways. So you can say, well, he's success. Cause he's a winner. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's successful because he's balanced. He's successful or she's successful because um, they do a lot of events. But I'd, I'd be interested to know what, I mean, when you guys look at your own personal endeavors in cycling, what is it that you would say, oh, I'm doing this and I'm happy about it. That, that makes me successful. Um, is it devotion to the sport? Is it uh, improving times? Is it just overall feeling of camaraderie and health? Um, so maybe, what do you think, what is it? What is it do you think makes a person or you successful at this? Jake, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think what makes me successful in, in cycling, at least just in general is, uh, um, just the, the people that I'm surround myself with. I think if I was riding by myself, I probably wouldn't have as much, much success as I would have riding with this group of people. Um, I really, I mean, I, I used to ride by myself all the time, pre, uh, me toilet, pre moving to holiday and it was fun. It was great, but, um, you know, it's all about relationships for me, memories and experiences. And, uh, mm. I've had more memories, created more relationships, had more experiences with this group of people, meaning Miduele, I mean, than anything. And so, so I think that's what makes me successful is I know when I'm going to show up at that stop sign at 525 that I'm going to have a better relationship with, with people I show up with, more experiences, and a great conversation. So, so um, if, you're build, if you're building that, then successful. 100%. So cool. I feel like if I'm building these relationships, I, I show up to rides to build relationships, to find uh, to get to know the people and, and to, cause I know that if I know about them, myself is improving at the same time. So that's cool. Nice. How about you, Todd? Nice. Yeah, I, I definitely share that same sentiment. You know, the, the, I think a lot of people have been therapists. We've all been people's therapists on the bike, you know, <laughs> it's, it's invest in a bike. It's cheaper than the alternative. Um, <laughs> you think of the conversations we have, the stories that are shared, the, you know, it's, you really do talk about so many different things, you know, and whether it's just shooting the ball or, you know, whether it's work-related, family, hey, how, what about your kids? What do you guys, how do you guys do this? I got a four-year-old that's going through this, you know, maybe in 10 years, we'll be talking about terrified when they're going on out with their friends in their cars, right? Who knows? We'll cross that bridge later, but um, I, I think it is, you know, the, I enjoy I still enjoy going out every day with the group, with the people I ride with. Um, and, and I think with that comes success in other ways, right? If, again, I people ask, well, how do you trade for loaded jets? Like, well, I go out and ride with my friends, right? Um, uh, but it's the, it, it's, it's still fun, right? I am riding my bike and it doesn't feel like it's an effort. And we've all been there, right? We're, Getting out on your bike some mornings is just not worth it. It's like, I'm not going to ride, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, when that comes every day, because, again, you're doing it for whatever you're doing it for, I think that's you, – you start you start going backwards. So, Yeah. What about you, Stu? Uh, yeah, success. You know, it's a little different uh, as I'm constantly managing kind of the feelings and emotions of a lot of people on the team. So that always kind of plays into an effect, which is um, – Today was successful because a lot of people came or engaged. It was a great ride. We rode hard, but we also, you know, whatever little Cottonwood 
it was tough. So it was a good training ride. I mean, so that's kind of always in play, um, which is something I love. I mean, that makes the effort and the experience of this uh, successful. I also think that uh, my life sometimes is super cushy. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes my life is super cushy. And so successfulness on this experience is sometimes how much punishment I can dish out on my own body. And uh, I love that. Like I love coming home from Little Cottonwood and having suffered, stuck with it, you know, like dang new fastest whatever. Um, I didn't give up when I really wanted to. Um, flat at Lodija and I persevered. Um, so sometimes that is a, a key to success for me is like this experience offers an opportunity to prove to myself that I'm like not a, that I don't, that, that I'm not soft, you know, that I'm determined, that I'm devoted, that I'm uh, uh, willing to go hard, you, you know, all those things. Uh, I really love that like part of this sport. And I feel success from that is dude, like three towers. Yeah, it's hard. And let's choose it because it is hard. Like let's go there because uh, uh, that is a successful day. It's like, dude, we did the hard thing, you know? Um, and sometimes, yeah, we do like a, you got to mix in, like we do softy and me, that's fun, whatever. But I really love this sport because of that, that successful nature is we push ourselves and then I come home and I'm like, I'm not going to be effective at work for the first couple hours. Cause I'm literally sitting here glassy eyed, like <laughs> falling, falling asleep at the desk a few times. Well, let me ask this. When you guys get to the mouth of emigration or big cotton, when you're, when you're by yourself, mm -hmm. how often do you guys say, I'm going to try to be my PR? Oh yeah. I do it. Do you do, you do that every time or uh, yeah. most of the time? Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah. But then uh, I start the first five minutes and then I just die. <laughs> well, you, you're going to know pretty quick. For me, it's like every time I do big cotton, it's like I tell Alicia, I'm like, I'm going to go meet my PR. Oh, I'm my, meet my PR. And now I called you that day I did. I accidentally called you guys on FaceTime. That was I so you, funny. I called our like, little group. <laughs> A group chat. And I was like, Stu, I can't talk right now. What's going on? He's like, you called me. I'm like, oh, 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 oh whatever. And Harmon text. I saw, I saw a text come across and Harmon's like, don't come home unless you PR so funny because he could see my location and that in and of itself just like yep the push because i was fading you know and again the headwind was kicking in actually it was a tailwind a little bit of tailwind and you just got that little push from Harmon, and it was it was lights out so yeah because that's, that's how funny. i you, you get to the mouth and you're like i would love to beat my pr mm -hmm. i think that success again you're you're always i i i really wonder what sh what cycling would be like without strava and it's yeah, not so much I don't compare myself to other people in Strava because like I don't hold a candle to this person. He, we're just two different people, right? I, I take it all with a grain of salt. For me, it's comparing to myself, right? The, the, that improvement in Strava just makes it so much so much easier to see that. And I think that's that's success in and of itself too. Nice. All right, boys. Great chat. That was fun. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. Uh, a lot of great stuff ahead of us this year. Can't wait to see, uh, man, we're in the same group this year at Lotija. So that'll be a fun Very new good. change. And, um, Very good. anyway, all right, boys, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you both. Love you both. Okay, thank right. you. Have a good one. Thanks. See ya.